0: Today's big question is, what is your heart attitude towards your neighbor? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 52 today as we take a look at Proverbs three twenty-nine and 30. We're going to read about it and talk about the language and the meaning of the verse and connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity today. We come before you with hearts uh, willing to learn, interested in what you have to say to us today. In Spirit, I ask for you to open this scripture to us. Teach us each what you would have us learn today and let that learning not just be head knowledge, but let it sink down into our heart and come out in our behavior as well. Let us learn to apply what you show us today. Guide my thoughts and my words as we go through this teaching, and let everything we do and say in this time be glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's take a look at Proverbs 3, 29 through 30, two short verses. It says, Do not plan evil against your neighbor, who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason, when he has done you no harm. We're in the middle of a passage in Proverbs 3 in the CSB that's titled Treat Others Fairly. And we're looking at being neighborly, specifically a series of do nots that would keep us from being a bad neighbor. And in this case, we're not just talking about the family next door, though, actually, that may be wrong in this particular verse. Anyway, let's skip to the- <laughs> Let me skip to my next point before I mess myself up. Yesterday's do nots were reactionary in nature. They were a response to someone else. Today's are proactive, aggressive in nature. And we're talking about not planning evil and not making accusations. Let's look at the first of today's do nots. It's do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do you remember all the way back in chapter one, um, 40, what are we, 50 some episodes ago? We talked about the wicked people enticing us to join them on their path. And this time we're not being told not to join the wicked. This verse says, don't be the ones making the plans because we're not talking about accidentally tripping and falling into an evil scheme by mistake. This is intentional, planning, devising, thinking about and scheming evil, which is by far the most common translation of that word. But the second most common is wickedness or wicked. We know that all people are our neighbors. And this is what I was remembering when I said that earlier. In this verse, the sense of the word, both from the original language and the end of the sentence, tell us that this is someone closer than a stranger. It's a friend, a companion, an intimate acquaintance, a neighbor in the way that it's actually used here in the English language, except that we tend to not know our neighbors very well in these days. This verse is saying, don't plot wickedness against those who trust you, those who live in community with you. 1 Peter 3, 10 through 12 says, Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Proverbs 2, 6 through 15 says that wisdom will save a person from doing wrong or evil. Now, let me repeat that. Wisdom will save a person from doing wrong or evil. This is the abridged version of these verses, the parts that pertain to this particular topic. The Lord gives wisdom, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. The second do not today is do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. The phrase contend with. It's not a common word phrase in our culture, right? Other translations say don't accuse or don't pick a fight. The root of the original Hebrew word is grapple or wrangle. It's often translated quarrel. And another option is to be in a legal suit against someone. So it's don't be picking a fight with someone who's done nothing to you. Don't accuse someone falsely. Maybe this seems far-fetched to you, these two verses. Maybe you feel like you're not actively plotting evil and you would never do that against your neighbor. But I would encourage you instead of thinking that way to look at the sins that lead to this kind of behavior. We typically don't wake up some random Saturday morning and start plotting murder of the guy next door. Instead, it probably starts with a small perceived offense or betrayal or envy. It starts with another sin or wicked desire. James one fifteen says that then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. There's a progression into sin and onto the path of the wicked. Jerry Bridges said, Our minds are mental greenhouses where unlawful thoughts, once planted, are nurtured and watered before being transplanted into the real world of unlawful actions. These actions are savored in the mind long before they are enjoyed in reality. The thought life, then is our first line of defense in the battle of self-control. James teaches in Matthew 5, 21 through 24, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you're in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Let's ask ourselves some questions. What tendency to sin can you identify in your own life that if you let those tendencies grow up, they could give birth to a sin that would begin to veer you off the path of righteousness onto the path of the wicked? What attitudes or relationships do you have towards your physical neighbors? Are there any actions that you need to take to be living in community with them with a pure heart? The second verse might be more immediately applicable to your life. How quarrelsome are you? Do you pick fights or begin arguments with people for no reason? Where does that come from and what do you need to do about it? And lastly, as you are thinking about your past, are there any people that you've been in community with that you've treated poorly? Are there any apologies that you need to make? Our big question today is, what is our heart attitude towards our neighbor? If you want a place to see and answer these questions and keep track of the discoveries that you make as we work our way through Proverbs, we include a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email that will let you do that. And if you would like to be on the list to receive that email each Sunday night, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email. As for me... As I was thinking about these questions this morning, I was asking God about what attitudes I had towards others that I needed to fix. And he said, well, there's this sense of entitlement leading to envy. And I was like, what? Entitlement? I don't think of myself as entitled. And I started thinking about the I shoulds that I labor under. I'm past 50, so I should have this or I should be this person by now. And those shoulds get really heavy. Actually, I don't think I get bogged down in envy as much as that that reveals a pride, a lack of gratitude in my heart, and a lack of seeing how God sees both me and my circumstances. So I am realigning my heart this morning. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity to access your wisdom. And I know that people sometimes desire wisdom so that they can be successful. And I ask not for that reason. I ask for your wisdom so that I can know you, love you, and love others better. So I can live a life that will glorify your name. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that will turn my heart into one that looks like Jesus more every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me this morning. It is good to have you with me. If you are a broadcast listener and you are finding this show helpful, I would love for you to invite a friend along for the ride. If you are a podcast listener, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and that will let the algorithm show it to more people so that we can, in turn, reach more people with the Word of God. Thanks for joining me, and I will be back again Friday with another episode. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic week.